The Browns are back from their mini-bye after the Thursday night football win over the New York Jets, and they are beginning preparations for the final regular season game against the Cincinnati Bengals. To preview the big rematch against the Bengals, we're going to hear from three players and from head coach Kevin Stefanski today on From the Podium. The players started the day in the locker room, and quarterback Joe Flacco was up first. He talked about how important stats are for him at this point in his career and also how the players have been looking up to him in the locker room. What are your thoughts about playing the game that doesn't affect the playoffs? Ah, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, you do what coach says and you go out there and, and you treat it just like any other one. So. What's your personal history with the Ravens? In, in situations like this, you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, Would you play or not? I think we only had, I think we only had one opportunity and it was, it was the year we won. And I hadn't missed a start at that point. I think we ended up playing like a series, something like that. Uh, Are you a believer in, uh, you know, momentum matters in the playoffs? Um, I mean, hitting your stride definitely matters, but, um, you know, e- each week is its own. Um, once the, once the, I don't know if anything really matters besides getting in. But once you get in, it kind of starts over at that point. So. So you've had, I mean, you probably have the most playoff experience of anybody in here. Like, are there pieces of advice that you can give the younger guys or the guys that haven't had the playoff experience that you had? It's tough. I think everybody always wants to kind of, oh, it's playoff atmosphere. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Um, I, I will say, like, typically in the beginning of the games, there's you can feel that energy a little bit, but the games settle in. Um, I've always found it best to just go about your business the same way you always would and let the game kind of come to you. Don't try to do too much. It's just play within yourself, and the next thing you know, it'll feel like a regular game. I I will say, though, in the beginning, you know, the atmosphere, you can kind of feel the importance of it and feel the little bit of difference. But like I said, after the first few minutes, first couple drives, the game settles in, and it's another football game. So, Joe, the fact that you've only played five games in 12 months, Want to play a basketball? I, I listen. I, I think as players, you always want to get out there and play and, and strap it up. So uh, that's the mindset that we have, and just kind of keep it simple like that. How about the fact that does it factor in at all that you could also earn an extra little seventy-five thousand dollar bonus if you start the same? No, no. Um, once again, those are things that are so far out of my mind. Um, not for me to worry about. I feel. Is that it? No, 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 no. Uh, what about um, when you didn't have Cooper, you didn't have Elijah Moore, much of that game against the Jets. Is it important to reconnect with them before the playoffs? I think as much as we can do, you know, over the next couple weeks, sure. But that's just part of this game, man, is like, you know, dealing with stuff like that. Uh, I think you never know when you're going to have to. So the ability to kind of just keep going and keep your focus on what it is is important. Um, I think the main focus uh, is just getting those guys healthy um, and then dealing with what comes after that when we when we have to. Sorry to be redundant, but if, if, if Coach asks you, do you want to play or what your preference is, what's your preference? Ah, listen, like I said, I, as players, you always want to get out there and strap them up. Um, in my experiences, coaches don't usually leave that up to the players. Uh, they, they, they make the decision and, and they run with it. So. The numbers say that you're, you're, it's one of the best stretches, if not the best stretch in your career, um, which considering the situation this year is uh, somewhat unique. Just 
why do you think you've been able to put together such a good stretch of football? Listen, I think statistically, sure, you can say that. I mean, it's easy to just look at that and say that. But, I mean, I've said it before. I think that doesn't always tell the story. I mean, it can tell it, – it can, it can give you an idea of what's going on, but it doesn't always tell the story. Listen, you've got to give a ton of credit to just – First of all, the offensive line. I think, you know, the pockets and just the amount of space that I've had back there to be able to get through my reads and then do some extra. Uh, I think you got to give them a ton of credit. Um, I think you got to give a ton of credit to the wideouts. I think you got to give a ton of credit to Kevin. I mean, he's he's called pretty aggressive games, I would say, over the last six weeks. And, you know, I, I think it's made a little bit of a difference. So there's a lot of factors. So acknowledging that, how do you feel compared to what the numbers say that you've been able to well, listen, obviously it's been feeling pretty good uh, to go out there and win football games. I don't know if you're necessarily aware of what you're doing in the moment, but to win, it feels good. So everybody's excited, and I've said it before, you can see it in everybody's eyes. Like, we're all excited to go out there and play football games right now, and that's a good feeling. Um, I'm honestly, like, at the point in my career I am, like, I could care less if I throw for a touchdown pass or not. It's about winning the football game. I think at some point in your career, like, you fight the urge to want to have – you know, good stats, and that's what you want to do, and you want to prove that you're this kind of player, that kind of player. It, it really doesn't matter, man. It, it's been nice to be able to just focus on winning football games, and everything else is secondary. Did you come back um, by any chance a better quarterback uh, after you know, having sat out part of the season? In some ways, did you come back in better in any aspect? And if so, what I think as I think if you can keep yourself in shape as a quarterback, then there's no reason you shouldn't get better year after year. Um, you just always gain little insights. Uh, for me, for sure, like just the last couple years and then not being somewhere most of the year this year, I think you can definitely gain some perspective on, you know, just what we do for a living and how, you know, how important it is. It can give you that, you know, it can give you, it just kind of, removes you from the situation a little bit and allows you to, I don't know, seeing stuff, seeing, seeing stuff from another perspective just gives you a different insight and, you know, it reminds you, I think, in this case of, of how cool it is to do what we get to do. Um, so I think taking that into games, definitely, it, it definitely helps you mentally. You're obviously self-driven and I know you probably put pressure on yourself to play well when you're out there, but because you were out for a while, has it allowed you to play a little more carefree and maybe... Um, um, I think there's probably something to that. Like you think there's something to that, right? <laughs> like you, you probably go into your first game and you, I, I, yeah, you can, I think you can trick yourself into thinking, okay, like it's not like people really expect that much. I'm just going to go out here and just do, you know, whatever. But man, these games are so important that by the time game day comes around, there's a little bit of it that feels that importance, and you want to go out there and play well for your teammates. So, um, listen, like we just, I just said in the last answer, I do think there's something that you can kind of refresh your, you get a little refresh of from being away. So you're not necessarily going out there and playing more carefree, but the different perspective that you, have, like I said, just you, you know, when you're in the grind, you can look at it like a job. And when you're out of it, you want that job. And then when you get back to it, you, you, you know, you look at it less like a job and more like a game um, that you have to go out and win. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I think there's, I would be lying if I said there wasn't some kind of factor with all that stuff, but, you know, I don't know how to 
perfectly worded. So when you talk your personal history in the division, we know you dominated the Browns. You had a winning record against Pittsburgh, a losing record against Cincinnati. Does it feel like they've had your number in your career at all? Yeah, I hate going to Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> they've always played us tough. Listen, I think my first year we, we beat up on them, and then after that, I mean, they got good. You know, they, they got good quick. I mean, you got to give credit to those guys. They, they've had really good football teams, and they've beat us a couple crazy ways, too. They, they, they just flat out beat beat me and my and the teams I was on, and they've beat, beaten us at, on fourth downs, on Hail Marys. Um, I, I think every year we'd look at that, and we you know, we knew that they probably had our number a little bit, and we were doing our best to overcome it. But the, they're a good football team, and they have been uh, for you know a really long time now. So you got to give them credit. Do you remember your first win against? Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. I think we scored on two reverses, uh, one of which was broken, and I scored on, and then the second of which was actual reverse. I think maybe we kicked one more field goal that game, but yeah. Longest run ever. Yes, first game ever, longest run ever. <laughs> you talked about Kevin as a play caller um, and the aggression he's shown. Could you, you talked about watching the Browns play from home. Like, could you tell that when you watch him? Like, did you think this is a play caller I'd like to be with or anything like that? I don't know. Uh, I think just kind of seeing him from afar and knowing that he was with the guy that I've been with, I'm sure there was a little bit of that thought process. But other than that, uh, didn't really have too much of an opinion. And then when you got here, you know, I you refer to LeBron to Zay, right? So when does Zay become like we? You know, is that like yeah. right as you see? Yeah. Soon well, I think it's still like that weird thing. It's like when you're talking about games that they were, you know, they, that we were playing before I got here. It is. Like, what do you say? Um, I feel, I listen, this locker room, I, you heard great things about it coming in before you stepped foot into it. And I felt like very quickly I became part of the we. And that's a credit to these guys around here. Kind of one of those lines you can't possibly know before you got here, but do you have a sense of what impact you had? It's tough to look at it that way. I mean, you can tell like that people look at you, guys look at you a little bit differently just because of the fact that I've played. This is the 16th year that I've been in this league, and you can tell that guys look at you a little bit differently just because of that. I mean, I'm dealing with. You know, I, I always say it, if I messed up in high school, I mean, I could be these kids' dads, you know, it's like, it's, it's, so there is, you know, there's something that, you know, they probably do look at me a little bit differently just because of that. Uh, to get a sense of what kind of impact, who knows, um, I'm just being myself and trying to help them win games. And I think when you're yourself, that's the best chance you have to impact people so hopefully I've had something. Cornerback Greg Newsom the second was next. He talked about how well he's been playing over the last month and what the mindset for the team is going into this final week. I was just saying what's it like going into the last week where it doesn't really matter and also kind of thinking about the playoffs at the same time? Um, I don't know how it's like because it does matter um, and we're trying to go one and know this week. Uh, it's, a, it's a division rival I mean, you know, I, I love playing against the Bengals. That's probably my favorite team to go against in the NFL. So uh, for us, it does matter. Um, we're still playing for pride out there, although we clinched already. So um, this week definitely matters for us. Yeah. Do you want to play Sunday? Oh, for sure. Have you been told if you will? No, not yet. Uh, but the plan is that I'm going to treat this week like I'm playing, and hopefully I'm out there. How important is it, Greg, then, to finish strong this season, even though you might not know who's playing and, you know, you guys already clinched, but is it still important to finish the season on a, on a high note? Yeah, it's super important. Um, 
like like uh, Coach Schwartz said, you know, who, no matter who's ever out there, uh, they're setting the standard for us. Um, I think preseason, you've seen that, you know, the starters wasn't playing right away, but those guys set the tone in preseason. Like the defense looks exactly how it looked in preseason right now. So um, whoever's out there, we're going to keep that same tone uh, going into the, you know, playoffs. Are you a believer in momentum? Oh, for sure. Um, we're hot right now, and we got to continue that. Um, they always say, man, you want to be hot at the right time, and I think we're doing a great job right now in the three game. Uh, so we're just trying to keep that momentum up. Regardless of like how much starters play, how can this game be good for younger guys when they get if they get the opportunity to kind of get that momentum heading into the Oh, it's huge. Um, just getting out there, getting some reps, some guys who normally don't play certain positions, uh, guys who doesn't who doesn't have the you know ability to go out there and play on defense a lot because they're you know playing a lot of special teams. So I think it's just great for those younger guys, especially like some corners in our room, getting a chance to be able to get out there, you know, play. We're super excited. Um, they've been practicing their tails off all year, so for them to get a chance to play, we're super excited. Could you explain why why you like playing the Bengals? Oh, man, just, you know, I'm a competitor. Uh, I think they arguably got one of the best receiving cores in the league. So um, it's just always a super competitive game for us out there. Joe, just said something kind of funny. He said, I messed up in high school. I could be some of these guys' dads. Um, so, uh, you know, does he give off any kind of like a dad vibe to you guys? Or do you kind of, you know, look up to him? Yeah, I mean, just just how he, you know, how he dresses, got the dad look. Um, nah, but just um, we definitely, you know, get that vibe from. I mean, a guy who's been in the league for a long, long time knows a lot. So uh, he's very smart, and we just try to use him in any way we can, just to help our growth as you know individuals, as men, um, and as players. Craig, you were saying that you felt welcomed right away. Because of the experience you just talked about him being in the league for so long, did that kind of take away that awkwardness that there was maybe some kind of like a kind of reverence necessarily, but a respect that he had earned just by walking in the door? Oh, for sure. Um, a guy who's been in the league that long, who's won at the highest level, like you automatically respect, you know, someone like that. You know, although some guys like right away, you do have to earn respect. That, that's how the league, you know, works. Uh, you come in no matter what name you are, you still always got to earn respect. But you know, a guy like that who's done it at the highest level, we he had our respect for him to jump, and he just proved us right. We knew exactly what he can do. Uh, we knew he was a veteran. We knew he was proven, and he's showing that right now. Greg, how well do you think you played the last game? How well have I played? Uh, I think I've played pretty well. Um, I think other than the uh, Denver game, I think since that game, I've been playing at a very elite level. What do you, what do you think changed after that game? Nothing. Um, just the mindset, knowing that you know each each snap means something. My team needs me out there, especially when our one of our best corners, you know, one of the best corners in the league is out. I, I knew the team needed me to you know patrol out there, the outside a little bit more, and, and play to my ability. So uh, that was pretty much the biggest thing. There's been an aggressive along those lines. There's been an aggressiveness about you with the last few, like kind of point of attack, whatever. Does that just happen? The freedom to play, or just the confidence to play, as well as your playing that allows you to yeah, first is just confidence. Um, I'm definitely playing at a very confident level right now. Um, and, you know, it's just laying it all out there on the line for my teammates. Uh, that's the biggest thing. You know, realizing some of those, you know, run fits, things like that, um, I could be a little bit more aggressive. So it's just laying my body out there for my team no matter what happens. Um, I know they got my back. So I'm just trying to do whatever I can to help the team win.
How much time do you spend on your celebration stuff? Like practicing yeah. it? Yeah. Actually, I really honestly don't practice it too much. I just, whatever I feel at the time is just kind of what I do. And what kind of feedback? Have you gotten a bunch of feedback? Like your fans and stuff? Oh, yeah, I mean, some fans hate it. Some fans say I celebrate too much. But, you know, it's it's whatever. Um, you know, that's what Shorts loves. He, he loves celebrating, you know, our brother's successes. And I feel like that's one of the things about me. I love seeing my guys succeed. So, you know, I'm always going to be over there celebrating. Linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa was the last player to go. He talked about why the Bengals are such a big rival for the Browns and if he thinks he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. So what's this feel like, um well, I mean, it feels like we have a game this week. <laughs> um, it feels like, you know, although we know that we're in the playoffs, we still have to keep our focus uh, lasered in on the Bengals and um, all of that. You know, their game plan is going to do for us. And, but they have a few changes uh, from the last time we saw them. And we have a few changes. And we're just trying to make sure that we're locked in. Even for the players you know, that maybe, you know, uh, have a little bit less playing time, you know, we're still trying to stay locked in. Uh, to prepare ourselves properly to get in that rhythm uh, for the playoffs. The adage for contenders is you want to be playing the best football in, in late December going into January. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you feel like right now that you guys are where you feel you need to be, and do you feel like you've been playing the best football? Uh, well, I wouldn't say you know the best football that we can play. I'm sure that uh, the scores are looking a lot different uh, if we're playing you know the best football we can play. Uh, we're speaking for the defense. Um, but we are playing at a level that allows us to get away. And I think that that's what's important um, at the time is just to make sure that we come out with the win, make sure that we execute. I um, mean, that's what we're trying to do here, um, you know, Sunday with the Bulls. So are you expecting to rest at least to some degree, whether or not it's all game or part of the game? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure uh, what the coach is going to do, but um, I know I'll probably hear some words. So. Are you a believer in momentum? <clears throat> you know, there's one school of thought is if, if guys rest going into the playoffs, you know, that that kind of takes away momentum that gets built up and things like that. Are you a, a believer that game-to-game -game momentum builds and carries over? Um, I'm not necessarily like a big momentum guy, at least off the field. I, you know, I, I would re much rather rely on, like, discipline. I would much rather rely upon uh, the process that which, you know, we've put in place since, you know, the offseason. I think that that's what we're really going to rely on is that coach that we've built in, in the, the mindset to, to always finish out strong. Um, momentum in, inside of the game, though, is a real thing. You know, you got the crowd and everything pumping you up. That's a real thing, but as far as, like, off the field, um, we're just trying to follow into the process that we've been doing and making sure that we come out with the win. Um, and that starts, you know, Sunday stuff. So. How does Cincinnati look different to you with Browning playing quarterback? Uh, well, I, I, I'm sure that we're going to be expecting some more, uh, you know, quick, more quick passes than we, than we, we usually have. You know, we're not trying to get in or, or anything. I know our, our D-line has been doing a great job putting pressure on, on quarterbacks. Um, but it looks a lot different. I mean, they, they're uh, more proficient in what they do. 70% um, uh, completion rate from, from Browning. So I think that, you know, the offense is not an offense that we've got to say, oh, or, you know, this quarterback isn't a good quarterback. He's an excellent quarterback and he's done a great job for him so far. Um, you know, they've been keeping the ball well. I think they're plus eight in the, in the turnover margin. So uh, that's, that's a great stat to have. So, you know, it's just like any game, you know, we're going going into it, you know, trying to follow into the coach's plan and, and, and follow through and make sure that all of our uh, processes come to fruition. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, Joe Flacco's impact on the field is pretty obvious. What's he meant to you guys all? Yeah, I mean, he's an anchor. You know, he's able to uh, know guys personally. And what I mean by personally is to understand personalities. Uh, you know, he came into the locker room and, uh, you know, guys are calling them cubs and, you know, all, all type of stuff. You know, I think he quoted, quoted I think, Coop one time, 
Um, but again, like it, it's when you're in the locker room, and especially as a quarterback, being the anchor, uh, you have so many different personalities. You have so many different types of people. Um, I think that's, that's, he does a great job of that. He's been in the league for a long time, so I think he understands that uh, to a high degree. What have you seen out of Greg like the last month or so, especially? New? Yeah. Yeah, new. I mean, new has been improving you know, since he's got here. You know, he's a big energy guy. You know, you'll, you'll see it on the field. Like, he's always, you know, the guy, along with, you know, a couple other guys, but he's like the guy that's always kind of doing the celebrations, running over. You know, you'll see him. He may be down the field, but, you know, we get a sack and he'll be the first guy down there to celebrate. So he's a big energy guy. Um, he's been doing very well with, you know, his defense, you know, make sure he get a lot of PDs, and he's just been a playmaker as always. So, do you feel like you've had a Pro Bowl season? Uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily say you know uh, Pro Bowl season in the sense of you know my own standard, right? I think the player standard is always higher than uh, you know what other people may think, right? Uh, but for me, you know, I, I would have wanted to you know, have some more teams. I would have wanted to have some more interceptions, some more forced fumbles, right? Some more tackles. Um, but again, that's the process, though. That's the, the, the you know, the, that's the process that we have to go through to, get, to become the player that we want for ourselves, right? But, yeah. Did you watch football over the weekend? Did you watch the Ravens? I actually didn't watch much of that. I was trying to kind of take my, my mind away a little bit from. Uh, for football, I'll probably get back in there and watch a little bit more. But for me, I was trying to like lay back a little bit, make sure I take care of my body, um, just traveling a little bit, seeing family. So you're not the point of looking at scores and. Oh no, I definitely was looking at scores <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I wasn't watching physically the game, but I was. I did have my you know my little ESPN alert to whatever. So the fact that the Ravens are number one seed, they're in your division, you beat them. That's the pathway to the Super Bowl. How do you feel? Uh, well, again, like we're focused on the Bengals right now. I think, you know, as we go on week by week, we'll make sure to emphasize each team that's coming up. Uh, you know, the Ravens are a great team. They've done a great job this year in executing. Uh, and, you know, when we see them, we see them. Has, has the game slowed down for this year? It just seems like you're playing really fast and the lights are really kind of... Come on, more so than ever. Is that? I think I think y'all love this question right here. I probably got asked that question right there. I probably got asked that question more than. Yeah, who? I think you know Takataki has done a great job in execute. But no, I think for me, the more time that you get in doing something, the more experience you get in doing something, you become something gets better, right? Something may get worse, but also something gets better. And I think for me, you know, I've. Uh, been around Chris Carver enough, uh, you know, been around the players enough to be able to kind of adjust and adapt to the system into which we play, how we feel each other, no homo pause. Um, but yeah, I think that for me, I think it's the more time, the more comfortability, and the more intensity that you put into the time you get, uh, the better results you get. So. And so, I mean, sometimes it can be scheme too, you know what I mean? Like Jim Schwartz could have put you in amazing positions of strength, and maybe yeah, I mean, it's a combo of everybody in the organization, uh, from the people that help us out with the laundry to, you know, the people that's in the front office. I think all of our success has to do uh, with the organization in totality. It's not just, you know, you know Jim Swell, although he's you know, the mastermind, right? It's not just, you know, Miles Garrett, although he's the mastermind, right? I think it's a, it's a combination of a, of a lot of small pieces that, you know, we may not even see. As the injuries started to pile up this year, when did you kind of feel like, yeah, we're still good enough, we still have what it takes to overcome all of them? Yeah, I don't think it was a point for me. I was like, oh, we're still good enough. I think for us it was just like, hey, we've set in place a, a you know, platform, we've set in place a culture, a standard to which anyone who you know is inside of this you know, this framework <coughs> has to you know, keep the, 
you know, has to keep that 111, as we talk about all the time. And I think for us, you know, you know, at least for the players, we're not like, okay, we prefer this guy over this guy or this guy over the other. I think for us, it's like, you know, are you keeping the standard? You know, are you doing little things that will allow us to continue to propel ourselves forward to, you know, give the city what it's been you know, asking for for years, right? Is it surprising at all that you guys have been able to overcome all the adversity? Yeah, I don't think anything is surprising when you put the work in. Um, I think for us, we, we put the work in, the process is in, um, and, you know, we would have wanted the season to go a bit better, right? Of course, but I think for us, you know, it's week by week, it's second by second, it's hour by hour. How can we be better um, than what we were you know, that, that last hour or that last second, right? So I think that that's really the mind frame in which we are right now. There's a walk, right? You know, I've seen, I haven't seen a walk in a long time. <laughs> was it kind of going to that? You guys always talked about this next minute. Is there a moment that you notice that it kind of turned from like a cliche in football to like, no, we really do fully embody this as a team? I mean, you see that in camp. You know, you got guys going out in camp, you know, we have joint practices and you see guys that fit in. Um, you know, you may throw a guy in there during the joint practices, you know, that's, you know, maybe going with the threes or whatever, but, but he still is able to kind of embody that. that, that that culture that we set in mind, body, and spirit to be able to be out there with the tenacity and do his job. And I think that's the basics. Uh, football is all about the fundamentals. And, and I think for us, uh, the guys that come in know the fundamentals and are able to implement those things. What makes the best result? I'm sorry. What makes Browns, what makes Browns Bengals? It just seems that there's something between these two teams. What, what makes games between uh, you guys? Uh, I guess unique is the word, intense, yeah. however you want to put it. Just, it just seems to be a little uh, nice rivalry. Well, I think, you know, the obvious is that we're in the same state, right? I think the obvious is, you know, we, we've always had some chatter coming from each side. Um, and, and, again, I mean, it's a prideful state. It's a prideful uh, two teams. And I think that that, you know, anytime you have those two mixed into one, you know, game and one atmosphere, it's always a battle. It's always an atmosphere. No matter who's playing. So. Yo, you want to say something? Okay. Oh, I don't even know what she brought it. She, she probably brought it. She probably got it. I got it. JOK, that hit that you had against Brees Hall on that screen pass, you heard an audible. How much does that get you fired up as a linebacker to make a hit like that? I mean, it gets me fired up, but like at the end of the day, I, you know, I turn around, I'm like, yo, what did the D-line do that allowed me to get to that play faster? Um, you know, what, what did the safeties tell me on that, on that play? So I think a lot of the things, you know, you see, you see somebody execute a play, and, like, again, it goes back to what I was saying about the whole organization. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that led up to that play, whether it's, you know, the video guys putting up cut-ups on all screens, right? Like, those are some of the things that, that really lead up to plays like that. You know, I'm thankful for it. Um, of course, you know, we celebrate those, you know, those big, those small wins, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I get the glory to all those who made it happen. So. Hey, Jeremiah, um, Joe told us he kind of got to a point in his career where stats just don't matter. He just wants to play. You just made a comment about um, you, you wish maybe you had a few more tackles or more interceptions or whatever. How, how much do statistics validate how you feel about the way you played this year? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think for, you know, for, I mean, Joe, hey, Super Bowl guy, you know, like, I think I think there is a point where you know you get get in the game and you're not necessarily worried so much. And I, I don't think me personally, I'm not worried too much about the statistics either. I think for me, it's more of like the production tells me, okay, I may have you know could have done this better. I could have done um, you know, been in this spot. I may could have broken faster on a ball that was tipped, right? So those are kind of like what the statistics do for for us. I think that 
Uh, they, they have a saying in, bu in business that you know, statistics, statistics are king, analytics are king. So I think at the end of the day, like you want to use the analytics and the statistics to be able to prepare you forward, but also it's the intricate parts of, you know, like Joe was talking about, the intricate parts of just making sure that you know, he's winning, making sure that his body stays healthy, uh, those things. When the players were done, head coach Kevin Stefanski was up next. He previewed the Bengals and also gave us an idea of who was going to be suiting up for the team on Sunday. Okay, excited for the opportunity to go on the road, play a division opponent. Pretty unique to play a team in week one and then come back and play them in the last game. Uh, obviously, they've had some changes, we've had some changes, but excited about the opportunity. Uh, we're going to use this opportunity to rest some guys. Um, you know, I feel like we've earned that opportunity with how we took care of business uh, the previous week. Uh, as you guys know, with uh, roster limitations, you cannot rest everybody. Uh, so our full intent is to go down there, play well, and, and get a win. That, that's really where, uh, that's our motivation, that's what we plan on doing. I think it's a great opportunity for some guys that haven't had a ton of playing time to get out there. Uh, you know, at, throughout the course of this season, we've had uh, a lot of our depth play in these games, but this is another opportunity for some guys, backups, and some maybe younger guys to, to play. Uh, and it gives us an opportunity to see them, gives us an opportunity to see them compete. So I'm excited about that part. Uh, Jeff Driscoll will start at quarterback. Uh, Jeff's a guy with the system knowledge from Arizona. Uh, is helpful uh, to get out there. Uh, and, you know, P.J. Walker will be the backup. He's been great for us. He started in games and won for us, but just felt like this was uh, the right thing to do uh, for the team in, in this particular instance to, to give Jeff a, uh, an opportunity to, to show us what he's capable of as well. So uh, with that, I'll take any questions. Uh, so the only one? Yeah, I, obviously, you know, with the plans of, of resting guys, that, that's, that's the intent. I would just caution with, with all of these, uh, a lot of guys have to be ready to play. Uh, you can't rest everybody. So I'm not going to go through the roster exactly who's in, who's out, but uh, just know that you'll have your inactives and then you'll have a bunch of guys that are dressed and ready to play if necessary. Kevin, once you come to the, to the decision, and in terms of Joe, consideration as to whether or not to you know, keep, keep the momentum going as well as he's playing at center. Yeah, I think it's important for us, again, uh, use this as an opportunity to get guys rested and healthy when it, wherever we can. Uh, so that's what we're going to do at a bunch of different positions. But you still practice. You still work really hard in this building uh, to make sure that you maintain that sharpness. I know you don't want to put on the list of guys, but can you just confirm that Miles, Amari, and Giselle will be one that not play? Yeah, I mean, you can use your best guess, but I'm not going to go position by position. Yeah, I know. Um, you don't, you don't necessarily need him this week, but you know, it's reported for the playoffs, but Elijah Moore wasn't on the pre-practice injury report. Is he progressing? Will he, he practice is. today? He'll practice today. Uh, he's progressing well. He's still in the protocol. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know that uh, Miles needs to do anything more on a football field uh, to convince anyone uh, what he's, how important he's been to our football team. I said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, he's the best player on the best defense in the National Football League. That counts for something. And, and I would say just talk to, the, talk to the coaches that he goes against. Uh, ask them what they think about him as a player, the type of impact he has in a game. So uh, we'll see if he plays on Sunday. Uh, but. I don't think that's that's it should be a determining factor in, in any shape, way, shape, or form.
Well, you started Jeff Driscoll, so to get him, I mean, to see what he can do, like, can he be a possible backup in the playoffs, or is it just because you want to rest the other guys? Yeah, I'd say fluid. I'm uh, not going to name backups for the playoffs, but definitely want to see, you know, give Je uh, Jeff an opportunity to uh, get out there and see what he can do. What, uh, any concerns about losing momentum? No, no. Yeah, we, uh, again, this was something that you've, we've earned this opportunity. We've earned the ability to do this, the flexibility to do something like this. Uh, we're going to utilize it. We're going to take advantage of it. Uh, but the guys understand that it's important that we we handle this week, this week. We'll worry about next week, next week. So Kevin, as you get ready for week 18, looking all the way back to July, two weeks ago, yeah, um, I think the guys, you know, I think it's a credit to the players and, and how they've handled some of the different schedule things. You know, we had a very early bye and then a very late Thursday night game that was unique. I think it was 12 straight games maybe uh, in there uh, after that bye. So, um, yeah, it's that's the NFL. You have to be ready to play on a short week and then, then bounce back and, and uh, win the following week. You know, there's uncertainty as to when we play our first playoff game. So those are all things that, that you uh, that you just know are part of the NFL. Is Ovo going to practice? Yes. Do you know how limited he'll be with the packing period? Yeah. You know, we'll see how he does. Uh, obviously, he's trending in the right direction. He's put in a ton of work. Uh, so it's exciting to have him back out there. Um, any update on the, the kicker hockey? No update. Yeah. No update. I'm sorry, one more time. Jake's done a nice job. You know, I had Jake in Minnesota. He's a person I think very highly of. Uh, he's had a ton of success in his life, uh, so not shocked by the success he's having uh, this season. Uh, really good football player. He's a winner, uh, athletic, can make all the throws. I think he's running their offense really well. Uh, there are subtle differences to what they're doing with Jake versus what they're doing with uh, Burrow just schematically, but he's doing a really nice job. I might have missed it, but did you say Elijah was He's in the protocol still, but progressing. Yeah, a veteran, uh, a local kid, I found out, uh, but a veteran that can come in here and, and give us good work. Uh, excited to have him. Tim, we talked a lot about Joe and his impact. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kind of joked around today that you know things have gone different. It could be the dad of some of these guys in the locker room. Um, did you notice him just being welcome from day one? Did that surprise you at all? And is there an immediate kind of um, respect or reverence because the guy's been in the league so long? Yeah, I, I think, and we kind of talked about this before, Tom. Joe's just himself. He's very authentic, and, and I think players uh, see that and, and uh, embrace that part of him. Uh, he's he's I don't think he's trying to be anybody anybody different than he is. He walks in the same in the building the same way every single day, has his coffee in hand. Um, but you know, I, I think the guys respect what he's done in, in his career. And, and you got to remember, remember, a lot of our players watched him play and they watched him win a Super Bowl. So that that matters when you talk about guys that are are coming up uh, fans of this football game. Yeah, I think, you know, I talk about Coach Callahan, Scott Peters, John DeCoster. Uh, those guys have worked really, really hard to get guys ready to go. I mean, I think back to 
Dewan stepping in there in week two when we lost Jack. Uh, so it's been all season long, uh, and, and like I've told people, there's there's no switch that you can flip. There's no magic to this. You just have to work really hard at it with the players. And uh, so the credit goes to the players first, and then certainly the credit goes to all of our coaches that have gotten guys ready to play. And I think the the offensive line's been you know a great example of whatever it takes to get a guy ready. We're going to do. Yeah, Bill's been outstanding, as you guys know. He's a huge help to me in a variety of areas, uh, not just in footballs and X's and O's, uh, but he, but he's a you know his office is right next door to mine, uh, a guy I lean on. Uh, but he does a great job, uh, really in all the roles he plays for us. That's more a question for Andrew. Yeah, you know, they sent out a memo on that, Mary Kay, and, and, and watched, or I say a memo, it was a streaming video, so it was both a memo and a video, but uh, it was it was clarification, it, it was good. We've done, it. we've reported eligible a lot this season, and, and I think our guys have done a great job. We go over it every week with them on, on how to do it, who to go to, you know, it's a big thing, go to the white hat, don't go to the other officials, that's important. Uh, so it's something that we've done, we'll continue to do, and, and you're always trying to make sure that you're playing. You're doing everything in your power to, to play within the rules. There's conversation that maybe there's maybe some deception trying to be attempted there. Is that what does that seem like a group like Bill because the official announces anyway who is reporting eligible battle wings of the defense I think you know it's just in general, I'm not talking about that play. Uh, deception is part of our game. Uh, play action is deception and bluffing a blitz is deception. So that's part of the game. Uh, you're always trying to do it within the rules and uh, you know, so there's going to be times that come up where you're skirting or not skirting. You're getting close to that line. Uh, I don't know if that was the intent. Uh, it's unfortunate how that all happened, but it is we have to use it as a learning experience as well. That wraps us up today on From the Podium. You can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Also, be sure to check out the Browns on social media. Check them out at youtube.com slash browns and on the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That's where you're going to get the latest news as the Browns turn the page to their final regular season game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Jake Malensic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast.